Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. told a, a locally famous comedian about us and he promised me he would check out our podcast his so, promise is a lie so if you're listening harry j riley props to you for being a man of your word and if you're not go fuck yourself yeah i don't know you but go fuck yourself anyways <laughs> and if you're if you're nice go fuck yourself in a good way if you don't know harry j riley you should you should check him out he's a local comedian and uh, uh all-around good guy what's a comedian Okay, don't make me come across this table. I had to sign up for Twitch this week so I could create a Dungeons & Dragons character on the Dungeons & Dragons website. So obviously, I'm crushing a lot of pussy. Me too. But I'm in I'm in one of those, what do you call them, relationships? I'm seeing a girl right now who I really like. A girl. She's she's a woman. But I, I, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing her and... Uh, I've been seeing her for a little over a month now, but she kind of wants to like keep it casual. But I think I think I'm bringing her around to the idea of being an actual thing. Like you mean you're wearing her down? Well, I hate to put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I really do hate to put it that way. But yeah, kind of. You know, I I don't know. I'm not sure if I am or not. But I don't know. I just really want to. I really like her a lot, and I want her to. uh, I want her to be invested. You know. So uh, I feel like I feel like I may be starting to convince her that it's not a terrible idea even though it is no it absolutely is there's no question about that but uh i need that kind of uh, false security in my life has she listened to this yet she told me she would but hasn't gotten around to it yet well granted i only told her about it i think a week or two ago oh okay so get that bitch on shit she fucking has <laughs> she's had two weeks <laughs> she <laughs> i mean get that fine young woman onto this yeah shit yeah motherfucker that's the only downside is like she's so chill that she's just super chill about the relationship and it makes me feel very insecure that just means that once you guys get into a really serious relationship that if anything goes wrong she's gonna fucking stab you <laughs> Maybe that's why maybe that's why she's reluctant because she knows she'll become a psychopath once once we do throw down on a label. I don't know. They all do. Bitches be tripping, sir. I mean, fine young women be tripping. <laughs> so, now that I'm not getting laid anytime soon, um <clears throat> Die Hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and we're doing Die Hard because it's fucking Christmas time. You're going to hate this, by the way. All right. But this was my shit. Yes, this does sound like butt. Sound like what? Like butt. It's not as bad as it could be, but this was their Christmas album that I don't remember the name of. I had it though. I'm trying to think of some kind of witty reply to that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's coming to me. I just, it's crushing all the humor out of my soul. Here's the chorus. I'm dancing. He is dancing. I, I really, for the first time, I wish we had a webcam. 
please stop this, Jesus. Hail Satan. Even Jesus wasn't isn't isn't gonna forgive them for that one. Oh hey, by the way, you're gonna hear a fucking a louder dog barking now. We <laughs> we covered it last week that my 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 dog my dog died, but we uh, sweet sweet snickerdoodles. Yeah. And and we miss her like crazy, so we had to get a Band-Aid dog. Which is totally healthy. Uh, I feel like you're being sarcastic. What? Me? <laughs> and he is so fucking loud when he does bark. He doesn't do it very often, but that's it. He has the piercing. He's a puppy. He's only three months old. But he's fucking adorable. We named him Topper after the penguin from Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Christmas. It's relevant. See? <laughs> uh, I, I, must, I must have missed that movie. Um, Topper the Penguin? Yeah. I what what movie is this? Santa Claus is coming to town, you know the stop motion one? Oh no. Never seen it. What? I know, right? Like I, I, I even know the one you're talking about. It's with the it's with the same Santa Claus from uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? No, it's by Rankin Bass though, just like all of those fucking things. It's not, it doesn't have the exact same Santa Claus model. For some it, reason I, I thought they put I maybe we're thinking of the same thing and I'm just transposing him from uh the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer stop motion. He but, starts uh, out as a little soulless ginger fuck in that movie. <laughs> You like to talk a lot of shit about gingers, don't you? It's only because I love them so much. <laughs> uh, I have not seen. I have not seen that one though. Get get on it, dude. We have we have the whole collection. Well, not the whole collection. We have a, we have a bunch of them on that Christmas classics collection. Uh-huh. It's a very hastily put together Blu-ray set of a bunch of random Christmas specials that Rudolph Bass the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty, and Frosty Returns from two thousand two. Oh, which, which is not Rankin Bass, I don't think. Well, why would they include it then? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. But the little drummer boys there. You know what they're missing? They're I missing. Seen that one. They're missing Jack Frost and Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. <laughs> You're throwing out a lot of stuff. I'm not getting. There's more. I'll take your word for There's it. There's so many more. Hey, you know what, guys? We're talking about Christmas movies, and it is the Christmassiest of Christmas movies that you could ever want. So, hey, you know what? This is this is where this is where I have to make a very a very difficult choice oh, on Jesus. how to Just bring say this the in. title. Hang on, hang on. So now there, there there's. I'm just going to do it. Merry Christmas, you fucking animals. I know it's filthy animals, but fuck it. We're doing Die Hard. That that well, that dialogue isn't even in that movie. It's not even in a real movie. Yeah. Uh, angels with filthy angels, souls. Angels with filthy well, souls. Well, technically that line is from Angels with even filthier souls, because that's from Home oh, Alone 2. Oh, my, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. Here I, here I just took your word for it. Well, you should. What do you think I spend my time doing? Playing with the kids? Fuck that noise. <laughs> I spend my time making them fucking watch home alone when they're like not this again <laughs> but i'm like how many times am i gonna have to watch a trinity and madison video where they're like hello neighbor hello neighbor you know what hello neighbor is no good apparently it's a video game that i've never heard of oh yeah no i am aware <laughs> of the video game you were talking about some kind of videos or something is this it's, like it's, is it is this youtubers playing video games and kids no they're not playing video games they're doing like real life hello neighbor where you can tell the kid from the first marriage and he's older and he is miserable and they all it's these white white people living in these giant houses running around and playing hello neighbor and getting 18 million billion views on every video they ever do so it just pays for their entire life my finger (laughs) is so not on the pulse of popular society right now it's because your kids are fucking your kids are too old for that shit my kids watch my kids watch people 
playing video games on well then playing YouTube video games like is that, a little different you know like you know they don't, they don't watch him specifically uh and and i realized <laughs> that at like three years old this is a an ancient reference already but pewdiepie <laughs> and who stuff like that you mean the nazi is he i don't know no he made a nazi joke and it kind of fucked him for a while oh i don't know what it was because okay. i never followed pewdiepie but my nephew the one who listens to us he's like i like pewdiepie i'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> good job alienate our one fan <laughs> There you go. He didn't tell a thousand people about us like we were talking about last week. Son of a bitch. So we should probably get to Die Hard because I'm going to fall asleep at some point because it's it's oh that's right we're discussing die hard (laughs) so this movie came out in 1988 it was directed by john mctiernan who you know i forgot to i forgot to look up his imdb page but he's done some shit he's directed some he's directed some uh some movies he directed die hard that is that really one of them yeah i think Die Hard. okay see that little shtick we're not very good at this anyways he he did medicine man uh (laughs) did he really yeah okay not a great movie but he did it i remember and uh and then he came back for die hard with a vengeance which is my other favorite die hard movie Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes. And I, I thought that was the second one for some reason. And I'm like, wait, you like the second one better than the third one? Why? No, no. The thir- <laughs> but it's yeah, Die I got three. Die, Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. Yeah. That was Rennie Harlan who directed uh, Die oh, Hard. Oh, that's so. why. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's just no, kind of, it's, it's way less fun than the other two in the original well, trilogy. Well, I... I, I, I think the thing the thing you got to do with with Die Hard 2 and the funny thing is is Die Hard 2 is as much a Christmas movie as this is, it it, is. more so because there's a lot more snow in it actually yeah. <laughs> but the thing is is you know you kind of have you kind of have to look Die Hard 1 is such is heads and tails above <laughs> like 90% of the 80s action movies that came out and Die Hard 2 is like at the tippy top of being just like all the other 80s action <laughs> movies that came out. They tried to make it just like the first one, too. It's like they you, you could tell they were like, oh, hey, the first one did really well. Let's kind of do the same thing. Yeah. No, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thematically, it's it it's 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 so shame. It's such a shameless uh, attempt to be Die Hard 1. But uh, <laughs> if you go and watch Die Hard 2, because why not talk about Die Hard 2? It's not like we fucking watch Die Hard this week. <laughs> but if you're going to watch Die Hard we'll 2, the, the performance of um oh, what's his name? It's, it's it's Art Bell, I think, is the. Uh, is it Art Bell? Isn't Art Bell the the fucking conspiracy theorist guy? No, I I might be mi- mistaking his name. You can IMDb this. I don't know, um, but <laughs> I believe his name is Art Bell. He's he's the he's the um, he's the stand-in for. Uh, oh, Jesus. Dwayne T. Robinson. I, I forget. Oh, I'm forgetting his. I'm forgetting his name. Um, the guy from uh, not the guy from the Goonies. The guy from the Breakfast Club. No, the guy from uh, the guy from uh, Family Matters. Oh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Reginald Vell Johnson. He's the Reginald Vell Johnson stand-in in Die Hard 2. Except he's such a comedically bad actor that he is fucking hilarious. Art Evans. Art Evans. That's it. Okay. You were half my, right there. my bad. My bad. I got I got I got half of it right. Better than I do most of the time. Reginald Vell Johnson, by the way, now looks like a chubbier black version of uh Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at the- you can see him both in both. In the same <laughs> he does. He does. They've really they've really hit an equilibrium in old age. Oh boy! So if you ever wanted to find out what Bruce Willis looked like when he was I, black, I gotta say, black. I gotta say, I do love Reginald Val Johnson in this. I I can never remember his name, but he is he's so good in this movie. He's he's just the perfect uh, he he's the perfect relatable cop. 
you know, because let's face it, John McClane, technically he is a cop, but we don't see him as a cop because he's not in his capacity as a law enforcement officer. So we need a, a relatable cop to sort of be the uh, be the straight man to <laughs> the comedically inept. What was his name again? Reginald Vell Johnson. No, not Reginald Vell Johnson, the guy from Breakfast Club. Oh, I don't know what I don't know what his name is either. It's Dwayne T. Robinson. Anyway, that guy who <laughs> is just so shockingly inept at what he does. So other otherwise we're just never going to respect law enforcement again. Yeah. <laughs> well, any all, anyway, all I'm saying all I'm saying is Reginald Vell Johnson was perfectly cast because he's so likable and he's so relatable. He's the kind of guy who who gives me hope for law enforcement. Uh, whereas uh, thirty two years ago. Dwayne, whatever. Dwayne the Rock Robinson, whatever Dwayne the Rock <laughs> uh, he just sort of epitomizes literally everything that's wrong with law enforcement, short of corruption. But just like, you know, like every, 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 every report you hear about some unarmed guy getting shot down or, or the police barging into someone's house on a Sunday morning when they got the warrant for the wrong address and which he did shoot a kid though. He did. He did. But you know, but you, but you know what he does? He makes us empathize with the fact that he gen. It was a genuine mistake, and he feels bad about it. No, nope, and he wishes he could pretending. undo it. No, he's I like I refuse. Fuck that, that I refuse to believe you. You <laughs> you lying conspiracy spouting sack of shit. You will not taint Reginald Vell Johnson's reputation because now I can't remember his character's fucking name, even though I knew it like Powell. Twelve seconds exactly, Powell. <laughs> Before, 12 seconds before I, you told me his real name, I, I knew it, and now I can remember. <laughs> Sergeant Powell, thank you. Al Powell. So when I, I, was, I was looking, I was, you know, going through the movie, like, starring people that we know the names of and stuff, and I'm like, it's Severus Snape, Carl Winslow, Twinkies, and Hudson Hawk, because other than... Hudson John, Hawk? Other oh, than John, my God. <laughs> other than John McClane. you just fucking invoke <laughs> Hudson Hawk? No way. Yes. Other than John McClane, Bruce Willis doesn't have... I don't think he has, like, a real named character, like, that people give as much of a shit about. He's not, like, Sylvester Stallone that has Rocky and Rambo. He's, like, he's well, that's Bruce true. And Judge has, Dredd yeah. and... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, so yeah, Stallone. Stallone definitely got a, a lot of good name characters. And all right, okay. Well, now you've laid down the gauntlet. Now I have to think of a Bruce Willis character that isn't fucking Hudson Hawk because I fucking hate Hudson Hawk. And the funny thing is, I've never seen Hudson Hawk, but I hear a lot of people talk shit about it. I don't know. It, it, it's one of those movies that that a certain segment of the population seems to love, and I just could not connect with it all. What's his character's name in Moonlighting? No fucking clue. Because before this, he he did before Die Hard, he did romantic comedies, romantic. Well, he cop- he. he he did play a cop. He, he did play a cop in, in Moonlight. Moonlighting. Yeah. So that was at least it's not completely out of left field. And now I never knew what Moonlighting was when I was a kid. But in the Ninja Turtles, there's that there's that time when April and Casey are having an argument in the farmhouse. And then they're like, you're welcome. No, you're welcome. And then they both slam the doors and Donatello looks at Mikey and says, kind of like Moonlighting, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck that meant. It was a very popular <laughs> show in the 1980s. The uh, funny story, and of course, any diehard, diehard fan <laughs> knows that uh, knows this story. But for those who don't, and I can I can shed a little light, the studio was really upset because they paid a lot of money to have Bruce Willis star in this movie. And then when the very first trailer was released, audiences just started laughing their ass off when they saw that Bruce Willis was going to be the star because Moonlighting was a comedy. And it was a very popular comedy. And so they, of course, thought that it was supposed to be a comedy. And the studio ultimately had to pull Bruce Willis out of the trailer and the promotional material entirely. (laughs) That sucks. uh, Which they were none too happy about. 
and it wasn't until after the success of Die Hard that it, Bruce Willis was able to be advertised as an action star. Yeah, and then he pretty much did only action movies until The Kid came out. Yeah, The Kid. Oh, jeez. I forgot about that. A lot of people probably don't know this. I saw it once in the credits of Die Hard, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? That, that's cool. That It's based on a book. Yes, it is. Yes. Now, I don't believe the title of the book is Die Hard, though. It's called Nothing Lasts Forever. It's by a very scary-looking man named Roderick Thorpe. <laughs> Holy shit. This fucking guy, he, he'll rip you apart with his face. Just just by looking at you, he'll fucking make you cry. Sort of uh, Bukowski-esque, I'm assuming? Uh, Yeah, very much, actually. So, Although the, <laughs> the novel most likely is not. No, no. it's uh, But it's it's. I haven't read it yet, but I'm getting ready to. I watched a video on YouTube where they, he compared the book to the movie, and I didn't know until then that it was really, like, I didn't know anything about the book. I, I, I did know that it was based on a novel. I didn't know the title of the novel. Question, is the second one also based on a Roderick Thorpe novel? Like, is John McClane a character he created? No, the... The character in Nothing Lasts Forever is named Joe Leland, and Nothing Lasts Forever is actually a sequel to a novel he wrote in probably the 50s or 60s called The Detective, which a movie was made in 60, what did I say, 68, and it has starred Frank Sinatra. So that means that Frank Sinatra got the sequel rights, like, and he's, they're like, you're the first one we're going to fucking talk to if we're going to do a sequel to this. So technically, Die Hard is a sequel to The Detective, but <laughs> they asked Frank Sinatra if he wanted to do it, and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the eye because what is Sinatra at this point? Sixty? <laughs> okay, okay, and and that's that that's that's a that's an interesting point because it takes place as many years later, you know, from from the first from novel the to the second one as. Yeah, so he's an old guy, and but apparently he's really spry and can kick ass. So because a lot, so a lot of the physical stuff you see in Die Hard actually was written into the book. He spent a lot of time thinking because it's a book and you can do that. So instead, they just made they they couldn't just follow around fucking John McClane just staring at the wall, fucking thinking to himself. So they just made him babble to himself like a fucking crazy person. I which, think it works, which is great. And you know, hey, come <laughs> out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. It'll be great. Yeah. So there's no, there's no. He's not a quippy, crazy person. <laughs> in the book, which is which is unfortunate, but he's almost like seventy years old. So he he gets invited. To I'm just I'm just having trouble. <laughs> I, I'm having trouble visualizing that scene where he falls down the el- or the the ventilation shaft, grabs the <laughs> grabs the grabs the vent opening yeah. and pulls himself up into it, being performed by a sixty plus year old. He's a man. badass man. <laughs> so. A few differences, like, uh, besides the age thing. He didn't go there to meet his estranged wife. It was his daughter, because apparently in between novels, his wife had died, and they she left him way before that anyways. So it doesn't matter. Like any good detective. So fuck her, right? Fuck yeah, her. She's dead. Good. Hard. Good riddance. But no, stuff. But, but fuck her now, in the time of this story, when she's been dead for seven years. Dig up the corpse and fuck. <laughs> Fucker. Well, you could you could uh, smooth out the bones into like a dildo shape. <laughs> well, you had to go and make it dirty. Hey, man, I'm a fan of Ed Gein. What can I say? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that guy. He was fine. So the casting of <laughs> I watched this with my kids and I mentioned it to my daughter. Uh, the Bonnie Bedelia's hair in this movie is, is pretty 80s tastic. And that's uh, his wife, right? Yes. She, Holly Gennaro. She is super fucking hot in this movie. Like. I, I don't know. It took me a, took me a lot of years to like see it, but you know that that near the end when Hans is like throwing her around, her just just like the top of her boob pops out of her shirt. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude! Oh man, those things are fucking just yeah. I feel like I'm you have it. a little Stockholm syndrome for this movie. Woo! 
She's hot though. That scene, that scene where they're following her around the office party, and then she turns around and it's the reveal. And I, I can never remember the actress's name. She is a very beautiful woman. I'm not saying she's not a very beautiful woman. Uh, she is and has been, but fuck that hair is just the absolute worst the 80s had to offer did you just say you didn't know what what her name was and you literally just told me like 30 seconds ago bonnie bedelia yeah (laughs) oh fuck me i wow is my brain really that bad that i said her name (laughs) i articulated her real name and then said i couldn't fucking remember it oh my god did that that's it i need to see i need to see see a professional about this shit because literally in the space of a sentence Oh my god! While you're laughing, I'm I'm I looking at IMDb. Beyond hope, dude. I'm looking at IMDb to see if she's still hot. But she is. She, she is a really good looking woman. It's just she is a tragic victim. Much like um uh much like Adrian Barbeau is a tragic victim of eighties hair. No, Adrian, that fucking hair is nuts. Adrian yeah. Barbeau is a gorgeous woman too. I mean, like seriously, the two of them are are just a couple of the hottest women you'll ever see. And it's completely it, it's completely lost because of the 80s hair. Now she kind of looks like my mom. It's kind of fucking sad. Oh, really? Yeah. But in their heyday, man, <laughs> in their heyday, what a couple of knockouts with horrible fucking hair. Yeah. Uh, this movie's mostly timeless, but that th- some of the, yeah. Uh, not not even a lot this of the movies cl- not timeless okay first off there's some fucking amazing shoulder pads going on in this well i was gonna say except for the fucking you know the styles the outfits and, uh, and shit. uh uh what the fuck's his name um are you gonna, are you gonna talk about ellis and his yes, fucking ellis. super <laughs> 80s businessman hey everything Spreckin-Z talk <laughs> oh he said hans Booby and Rachel's like, is he Jewish? <laughs> she she actually asked me if he was Jewish, and that made me that made me so happy. I'm like, no, he's just talking like a fucking no. 80s Ellis Ellis <laughs> is, and it's funny that he shares a name with the author of American Psycho because he oh, yeah. is, yep. he is he is a Patrick Bateman prototype. Like he wishes he was Patrick Bateman. No, he does, but he but he would totally have fit in with the Patrick Bateman cer- social circle. He absolutely would fit in as one of those completely interchangeable faces, you know, in that circle. Going off of the novel, not off of the movie. Right. In the movie, everybody was much better looking. His character makes me laugh. Oh, Ellis Just is fucking that, hilarious. That over the top. That, hey, the first... Hans, what, this is radio. <laughs> what am I, a method actor? This is radio, not TV. And when he, when he meets... Put the gun away. When he meets Bruce Willis the first time, after, after <laughs> snorting cocaine... <laughs> <laughs> like this is holly's policeman he's like you missed a little like ah that's funny oh and uh, okay i don't think they meant to do this but since we're talking about ellis i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up when he gets shot in the face i i assume it's the face because that's well, what hans he, is aiming high yeah so. did you notice he was drinking coke when he died but he was snorting coke when he was alive oh oh shit oh my look at me go is there is there a meaning behind that? Probably not. Coke just paid a little money to have their fucking can in the movie, but you know they probably didn't. They didn't pay enough. That's why the guy who drank it got shot. I think the, I think the message is that uh, uh, if you choose the wrong kind of Coke, you're you're going to die inside. When did New Coke come out? Would have been right around then. I never had New Coke. I was too I was too little. I was only one when this movie came out. Oh oh, that's right. Yeah, I keep forgetting yeah. how much younger than me you are. No, I was uh, I would I would have been nine. I didn't see it in the theater. Obviously, I was nine, uh, and my parents were fairly restrictive about what I got to see. But I did I did I did find it on video years later. Oh, um, it took me fucking forever. It took me. I was in like late middle school or high school when I first saw it. I was in middle school. I was in early middle school when I first saw it. I think my friend uh, and this is not 
This is not a sad <laughs> euphemism for me being my own friend, my only own friend. <laughs> my best friend Gabe in middle school. <laughs> I always have to point out that that isn't just me being tragic. Uh, but my my best friend's name actually was Gabe, and he was another <laughs> person. Uh, and he he introduced me to a lot of really cool movies and a lot of really bad movies too. But uh, like he introduced me to Die Hard. He introduced me to uh, if you remember the first Power, starring Lou Diamond Phillips. No, good uh, good satanic horror movie. What? I love Satan. Well, Satan's the bad guy in this one. Oh. Um, He's not the bad guy. He is the light bringer. That is literally what Lucifer means. No, I'm not on board with this one. I just I just want to distance myself from that. Uh, <laughs> but it takes all kinds, and 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 I love you anyway, Andrew. Why do you think all the dead bodies are in the walls? Like I keep on saying. Well, I just I just figured that was your Ed Gein fascination. This temple of ritual is filled with dead human sacrifice. That's what Ghost says. Okay. Uh, I'm going to just sidestep that all together. And uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, there's a guy who doesn't get enough work anymore. Hail Satan. Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Where did he go? Uh, Satan, not Lou Diamond Phillips. Did he really? Yeah. Lucky guy. Yeah, old Lou Lou Diamond. uh, The funny thing is he's been in some really good movies, too. He was in in a movie. Oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of it, but it was about... It, it was where he played this motel attendant and it was like kind of a, like a gritty noir thing. And, uh, and yeah, I never fucking heard of it. I just, I just <laughs> sort of stumbled upon it on DVD back in video store days. And I was like, fuck me, man, this is a good movie. Why isn't this guy getting more work? Still doesn't get, get much work. He played Rick, Richie Valens and they're just like, fuck this kid. He was really good as Richie Valens. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's fine. But, but is diamond his him. middle name or last or one of his last names? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, here we are talking about Lou Diamond Phillips. Die Hard, another reason this movie hasn't aged well. Holly Gennaro's assistant. Do you is think drinking do you with think a baby? The, do you right? think the baby could handle one drink? I think that baby's ready to tend bar. Hello, fetal alcohol syndrome. Don't, well, I have that. I don't have that. We just had a little. We just <laughs> well, had a little that shit got on. awkward quick, didn't it? Wow. I was expecting a comment to come out of you. I wasn't nope. blaming the baby. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't saying it's the baby's fault for having fetal alcohol syndrome. It's it's always the baby's fault. No, it, it well, it's not always the baby's fault. Children are God's curse upon us all. That's biblically accurate. Well, at least women, because you know they had to eat the fucking apple. No, I th- back I, to that again. No, <laughs> Sorry, I I I I I, I, di- I disagree with you. I I think they're a curse on everyone. I, I, okay. I feel like it I feel like it's equal treatment equal treatment under the law we're all we're all cursed by children so uh love you kids no he doesn't I do I love my kids I just hate all the other kids I wish I, sometimes I wish your kids were young enough and they listen to this and be like my daddy doesn't love me what's going on <laughs> my my son my kids my my boys at least would probably love this <laughs> just because just because they love they love listening to me talk shit and, and my oldest son especially he just he he loves he totally got my fucked up sense of humor from me so <laughs> lucky so, kid so yeah he um he called me he called me up the other day and uh and he was telling me i he had just watched uh the darren aronofsky movie mother and he was like dad How'd that I, go I, I need somebody who i can talk about this with <laughs> you need to watch it i was like all right you know uh may or may not get a chance to watch it this weekend i'm spending the weekend with ashley uh that's the that's the gal i'm seeing the 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 not the not bitch the lovely young woman the lovely the lovely young woman who who i'm seeing well you know lovely adult woman she's not she ain't a kid are you sure i ain't dating outside of my age range okay good what so she's like 19 (laughs) (laughs) fuck you (laughs) 
anyway. What? So I told him I was going to be spending the weekend with her, and then he's he's like, "Ah, oh, you need to drop her, dude." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you you just you know." He's like, "He's like, I don't I don't know I don't I don't trust her. I don't think you should be with her." I was like, "I I really like her." He's like, "Yeah, well, you know, have you heard of a thing called Stockholm syndrome?" <laughs> like, dude, this this is not a Stockholm syndrome relationship. He's like, you know, that's what they always say. That's what they always say. <laughs> Finally, it came to it, it came to a point where I'm like, look, I know technically I can't argue with what you're saying because that's exactly what someone with Stockholm syndrome would do. But I actually <laughs> genuinely just like her. Like, stop fucking saying stuff like that. Aren't all relationships kind of that though? <laughs> a little bit. But then he's but then he tells me this. He says, All right, well here I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh have her watch mother with you. If she likes it. Maybe I could. Maybe I should reconsider my position. Now that's to say that he said he should consider his <laughs> reconsider his position uh, if she liked Mother. Which unfortunately I wasn't able to watch Mother with her. Oh uh, goddamn it! I ended up watching it by myself. Oh, why'd you even tell me that fucking story then? Just to illustrate how my God son is is an asshole like me. It makes the world an adorable a- asshole. It makes like the world me. a better place. We need more assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the world's the world's too goddamn friendly and it's c- civil these days. Uh, yeah. Look who's in the White House. That great, great carrot of para- a man. That paragon of that paragon of civility and decency. No toxic masculinity there. Nope. No mail order brides there either. <laughs> no, no weird incestuous thoughts there either. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Stop it with the easy with the easy attacks. Come on, dude. Everybody's doing those. Give, give me something nobody's done before. <laughs> Speaking of incest, Bruce Willis's daughter's kind of hot. Have you seen her? The one who looks like Demi Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she fucking ought to be hot. She looks like Demi Moore, one of the hottest women who ever lived. Yeah. Uh, she was in that movie Hostage, and I'm like, uh, okay. And then I looked oh, at her. Oh, was she? I didn't see. Yeah. I didn't. See, I I don't. Well, excuse me. I did see Hostage, but I don't remember her. She plays his daughter who gets oh. kidnapped. And then, you know, you look at her there and you're like, yeah, she's a person. And then you see her a couple years later. like, whoa, what the fuck happened? Yeah, she's not bad looking. She's not as pretty as her mom. But Show me her butt, IMDb. I don't think IMDb does that. <laughs> Wrong I th- website. I think there's a different website for that. Pornhub. Mr. Skin. Sponsor us. Is Mr. Skin still a thing? Oh, fuck, I don't know. You remember Mr. Skin, right? I never used it and I didn't know it was a thing until I watched uh, Knocked Up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow, jeez! No, I've been. I, I I remember. I remember lamenting in the late '90s that I didn't have a credit card, so I couldn't get a membership. <laughs> well, you have to pay for Mister Skin. You used to. I don't oh. think you do now, because nowadays all pornography is free, and as it should be, we should be able to jerk off without giving our credit card numbers. But remember, kids, in the late '90s, we didn't have free pornography. You had to subscribe, or or you had how, to s- learn how to scour the internet, or you had to sneak Showtime in the middle of the night when your parents were asleep. That was another option, yes. For the softcore porn that starred Joey from Friends. Or, you know, find an older relative who had who had a subscription to Playboy magazine, an older male relative, because nobody throws those out. Maybe when they get a little too sticky. I've never understood that whole thing, The because I've always been very careful about my ejaculations. What kind of terrorist is just jacking <laughs> off straight into their magazines? Uh, like, aim for the belly button, me? asshole. He is. He's aiming Show for the belly button const- on the page. Not hers. <laughs> But, you know, hey, actually, the girls thing is kind of relevant. Do you notice that every time fucking Bruce Willis turns around, he's always checking out some chick? <laughs> I li- <laughs> Until finally he gets that, that one last picture. He's like, all oh, these girls fucking them pushes it out of the way and runs away no he's not kissing it he, he, he's not pushing it he kisses his hand and touches it does he yes what he kisses his hand no and touches he doesn't now i need to go back the and photos look at tits that part. yes 
Which, by the way, I got to say, um, from a filmmaking, st- from a, like a storytelling and orientation standpoint, that was a great set piece. I mean, it, it seems it, 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 it seems gratuitous, but the truth <laughs> is, in terms of orientating you and, and making sure that you know where within the building mm-hmm. you are as a, as a film goer, Remember that, when Bruce that was Willis a great used to give moment. a shit? Remember when filmmakers used to give a shit well. about things like orientating <laughs> the audience and making sure people know geographically where they are? Within a scene, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pe- you know, did you know filmmakers used to actually study how to tell a story? Yeah, but who needs that shit? Apparently, nobody. <laughs> I finally watched Black Panther, by the way. Oh, good. How was it? Were you were you overrated? Well, yeah, it's overrated. Everything's overrated. It wasn't bad, but it was. Eh. No, it was the first black superhero movie. Hi. Fuck you. Blade till I die, motherfucker. I like Blade way better. Blade's no, it wasn't, like it shorter. Wasn't, and <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie, but it's just like all the other Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. No, it's exactly it's like all the other good Marvel enough. movies. It's good it's enough. Good. I had the same problem with Michael B. Jordan in that that I did in Creed, where <laughs> he's so charismatic that he kind of gets by on it, and he needs to study acting because he could be so much better. Is he too street for you? You're racist? No, he's not too street. <laughs> He's he's not nuanced. That was a callback to the last. Episode. I get it. I just listened to it before I came over. <laughs> oh, good. That's right. That's actually a good idea for you. So you have a word. Yeah, it's not about it. It's yeah. not about it. Now, if you'd ever post last, if you'd ever post some of those episodes that we've that we've done and haven't seen the light of day yet, two. There's only two left. I keep hoping I'll see the dark backward pop up at some that's, point. That's coming. You know what I did though? While we were on the subject of the fucking the box sets in the first place was because I bought Rocky. The the, the complete box I set knew you couldn't go, I knew you couldn't go a fucking podcast without talking about Rocky. Why would I why would I do that? I got all my Power Rangers shit out over that month. So now now Rocky's my Are thing. we gonna have to do a Rocky month just to shut you up? Nah, but I do want to talk to you about Rocky stuff later. Oh, you know what? You know what? Speaking of Rocky, uh, did not go see Creed. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I, I obviously you fucking went to see Overlord instead. Well, that was the thing. I was <laughs> going to see Creed two. I went to the theater thinking, all right, uh, I don't have anything going on tonight. I'll go see Creed two. I had called up my gal and been like, hey, you know, can we get together? And she was like, oh no, she's like, I, I don't want to watch that shit. He's too street. No, she didn't want. <laughs> I wasn't asking her out to a movie. I was just asking if we could hang out. It was a Sunday night. Daughter's got school first thing on Monday. She's like, oh, she didn't tell me about her homework, blah, 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 blah. Suffice to say, she was. Bu- I called her up. She was busy. So I went to the theater thinking, well, I'll just go. I'll go see Creed 2. And uh, I thought Overlord had left the theater the previous week because I had checked the website. Speaking of which, by the way, <laughs> Regal, update your shit on your website because I had two problems with the website this week. One was I checked the website to see when Overlord would be playing that Sunday. I specifically checked for that Sunday. It's it had no listing for Overlord, right? That happens sometimes, yeah. However, the previous week on Wednesday, I had checked to see when Overlord would be playing, and it said there were two shows, one at 7.30, one at 10.30. I was like, well, I don't want to go at 10.30, but I can go at 7.30. So I went to go to the to the 7.30 show, and guess what? No fucking 7.30 show. They didn't have one. Yeah, so figure your shit out, Regal. Did you use the app or the website? The website. Okay, use the app. I don't want to download another fucking app to my phone. My phone only has eight gigabytes of memory. But that app is an important one. No, it's not. Bullfuck! I don't go to the movies that (laughs) often. It's important for me, then. So anyway, all this to say, I was going to go see (laughs) Creed 2, and it turned out Overlord was still in the theater, and I was like, well, Creed 2 is going to be there for another few weeks at least. So I'll go see that next week. Well, you stepped on my one poo punch joke. 
I think that <laughs> I think that's butthole fisting, but I'm not really sure. Okay, what it is. you know what? You know what? That that actually that is that is so good. I want to I want to do a take two on that. So 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 why don't why don't I pretend to be rambling and then and then you cut me off and just be like, <laughs> hey, I'd give her the one poo punch. Just be like, and I you know I mean I, I what I'm trying to say I don't know I'm. I'm kind of lost. I don't know. What do you What do you want to say about her? She has a nice butt, and I kind of want to touch it. But hashtag me too. Or we we can't say stuff like that anymore. Dude, I gave you a perfect fucking setup, and you made it political. <laughs> oh shit! God damn it! I'd give her the one poo punch. Ah. <laughs> hashtag both my fists. I don't. <laughs> I love you, kids. I am. What's I, your nephew's name again? Rowdy. Rowdy. Shout out to Rowdy. I am particularly like, I don't know. I don't think I'm, I'm not really worried that my mom's actually going to sit down and listen to this. And I don't really give a shit if she does, but she's going to have some things to say to me if she stumbles on certain parts of certain episodes. Like I'm going to leave that hail Satan part in just, just for her. Just for your mom. Yes. My daughter looked over to me after, after he said, after uh, the INS line. I'm going to call the INS. My daughter looked over at me and goes, what's that? (laughs) And then I had to explain racism and, and, and Mexican stereotypes and illegal immigration. So it's like the next 15 minutes, the movie was just on pause while I (laughs) explained this. I, I, while I explain Republican fear, you know, the people that aren't white are going to fucking kill you. (laughs) Apparently they're going to take your jobs. They're going to take your women's. They're going to take your kids and your Die Hard is an extremely progressive movie in that sense. All the terrorists were white except for one black guy. And the black guy was the computer nerd. I mean, that was a fucking revolution in 1988. Well, yeah. Speaking of the terrorists, you know what I did like about them in particular, like, like Hans, usually in a movie like this, you see the boss bad guy shoot at least one of his henchmen for doing something stupid. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like he's actually not, not like they're, they're all best friends or anything, but he actually gives a shit that they, well, he's like, a professional. Exist. Yeah. That's what makes Hans compelling is he's a professional. Oh, Hans Gruber is probably the best bad guy of all time. I, I have trouble thinking of a better one. He was also the sheriff of Nottingham. Okay, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I, I didn't think we were we were we were doing low blows on this podcast. I just listened to I another. We were taking the high road. I listened to another podcast today when I was supposed to be working at work while I was you know about about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is a piece of shit. And was that the uh, I hate movie? We hate we movies. hate movies. So uh, do, you, do you recognize that that Asian guy? Hey, there's two. There's two. Not of white. course. Uh, oh, who, that's right. That's right. The who's Asian in guy too. every action movie? Who does from like uh, yeah. again? Again, you know, uh, props. At no point does he do anything stereotypically Asian of that. No, era. he is just a henchman. It never gets mentioned that he's Asian. He never has to justify being Asian. And same thing with the uh, the black guy. It never gets mentioned that he's black. He never acts. You know, Hollywood uh, uh, stereotype black. He he was. If anything, he was playing radically against type for that era. I don't think Chuck Norris would approve of his partner fucking stealing shit. Yeah. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. That's he's he's plays his black friend. on the Oh, show. really? Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's in Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. I've never watched Walker, Texas Ranger. I haven't watched it in years. I don't want to. I, as much as I love Chuck Norris as a kid, he's kind of a piece of shit. And I'm <laughs> fuck that guy. I don't know how much of a piece of shit Chuck Norris is. I just know that Walker, Texas Ranger was very popular at a time when I took myself very seriously. And it is not the kind of show you want to watch if you take yourself oh, no. too seriously. There were all sorts of martial arts cop shows on on at that point well i can think of two i can think of walker texas ranger and martial law with fucking uh the the the, the fat jackie chan what's his name chow young fat no not chow young fat the, the guy who's in jackie chan movies with jackie chan but he's the fat one but he's also really really limber and he can do 
all the stuff that Jackie Chan can do, except he's fat. Sammo Hung. There we go. Oh, I know that name. Where do I know that name? Show me a picture. Show me a picture of Mr. Hung. That is the guy from Karate Kid 2. No, it's not. He plays he plays uh, Mr. Miyagi's old friend. He does not. That's not him. And he, Pretty sure it's the same guy. Check his IMDb page. I, see I'm, if, I'm see going if right to Karate it. Kid 2 it. is on there. You know who that guy actually was, though? Who? He was in uh, Three Ninjas Kickback, and he was the bad guy in that, too. Oh, good old Three Ninjas Kickback. His name is Danny Kamakona. It's not Sam Hung. No. I have been confusing those guys literally for decades now. Kumiko's still hot. Yes, she is. <laughs> okay, Karate Kid 2 has nothing to fucking do with this except for it came out like a year before. But, you know, yeah, it came out a whole year before Die Hard. It's also directed by John G. Avildsen, who directed Rocky. Boom, did it again. <laughs> You know what? That whole circle was planned. I did. I did. I talked about Sam O'Hung just so I could get to the point where we're talking about Karate Kid 2 because I knew you thought that guy looked like him because all Asians look alike, don't they? Hey, whoa, whoa. Don't put that evil on me. I I tricked you just so I could talk about Rocky again. I've just been confusing those two guys for each other. No, and that's funny. Actually, I watched a, there's a movie called Infernal Affairs. Uh Uh-huh. I know I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. The Departed is based on that. It's a, The Departed is a remake of that movie. I could honestly not tell who was fucking who because they all looked exactly the same to me. <laughs> I got so fucking confused watching that movie. I feel I feel really stupid saying that, but yeah, wow, it was hard to follow. Well, what, what what's extra funny about that is that uh, any of those guys would probably look at the two of us sitting across from each other and only be able to tell us apart from our t-shirts. Well, especially us, like specifically. Yeah, yeah specifically fucking... the two of us. <laughs> We both wear glasses. We both got beards. We've both got dark hair. We're both kind of chubby. We're both sloppy fucking assholes. We're both incredibly handsome. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> you know you know who was hot once? Bruce Willis. You know who was hot once? Me. <laughs> I can't say that about myself. <laughs> this is the least ugly I've ever been. Not saying much. All the lucky people that get to see us when we get on camera finally. Hey, you know, uh, they, 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 they say uh, a lot of guys uh, get more refined as they get older. You might be one of them. I'm aging like milk and everybody knows it. I'm aging like your mashed potatoes. <laughs> We we just need like a we just need like a sound effect of like the kid from Old Yeller crying at the end or oh, something shit. like that. Just just to edit in after that after these after these beautiful statements that neither of us have a comeback for. <laughs> just like a little Debbie Downer moment. That's the name of my new punk band, the Debbie Downers. <laughs> Die Hard, Hans Gruber, Sammo Hung. More Asians. Uh, there's a Chow Young Fat movie called Hard Boiled, and on the on the cover it says it's more exciting than a dozen diehards. You know? But it was like three hours long, so I never finished it. I could believe that about a Chow Young Fat movie. Uh, and it was directed by John Woo. I, I think anybody who's seen any of it, who's seen Hard Boiled, anybody who's seen uh, any of that, any of that Chow Young Fat John Woo shit, yeah, it's it, he, he's he's definitely a star for a reason, and John Woo is a legend for a reason. Yeah. But he didn't direct Die Hard, so we should probably get back to Die Hard because I keep, I'm I'm fucking ADD and shit. Because <laughs> this, hey, this is our 25th episode, and I thought it was going to be a little more special, but I knew it was going to turn into the same thing. But that's okay. <laughs> All I can say is I love Die Hard's treatment of the villains because even even in uh, otherwise really great action movies uh, like Lethal Weapon, 
the villains, they just don't, in the 80s anyway, they didn't get the level of attention that, that the heroes did. You know, so like you look at a movie like Lethal Weapon and, and Riggs and Murtar are these really interesting, well-developed characters. But the <laughs> the bad guy is, is, is just not that interesting. And the funny thing is, is that is that Lethal Weapon and Die Hard are so analogous to each other and came out right around the same mm-hmm. time. And they're so close in so many ways. But Hans Gruber is just such a fucking amazing villain who was the fucking bad guy in lethal weapon i don't even remember him exactly i you remember why i remember the guy from lethal well weapon too. i remember lethal weapon 2 the diplomatic immunity guy i yeah. remember that because it was on it was a joke on family guy and then when i finally saw lethal <laughs> weapon 2 it stuck with me well gary Busey was like the the bad guy muscle but there was um there was another bad guy wasn't there yeah it's the guy who played the bad guy in bill and ted's bogus journey and he was king arthur in a kid in king arthur's court no he was the bad guy in two he was the bad guy in <laughs> yeah that, yeah two. that's what i'm talking about yeah. no i'm talking about die hard oh. one. Oh, okay, there was yeah. another bad guy who wasn't yeah. gary Busey. yeah no gary was... Busey was the muscle yeah but i don't fucking remember but him. yeah i don't remember I him don't... either and i've seen i've seen lethal weapon like five times <laughs> that's fucking that's horrible that sucks i remember the bad guys in die hard two and three and oh yeah four yeah and i vaguely remember the guy in five but I only saw that one once. So. No, I don't remember the guy from Five at all. That movie was so forgettable. I've I, I've been actively trying to forget it. It had something to do with Chernobyl. That's all I really remember. And the bad guy Who had a gives beard. a shit. And Jai Courtney is fuck that guy. Just no. You know what? Don't even fuck him. Just just go away. He finally has, I think. From your lips to don't say halt, don't don't say to God's stu- ears to, to studio <laughs> executives' ears. They're not God. They think they are though. There's only there's only one God. He's down there. No, no, <laughs> not on board. Not on board. Hail Satan. Also, seventy four cents for gas. Did you see that shit? That fucking sign. <laughs> and that was L A prices. Wow. Wonder how much it was in fucking Montana at that point. Mm. Jesus Christ. I remember the last time I saw it for ninety nine cents. We were in Wyoming. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that also sounds yep. about right. You know, one of my favorite parts of the movie is uh, just that one reaction that Alan Rickman gives the first time he actually talks to Bruce Willis, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're awfully troublesome for a fucking security guard. And he's like. Argh! And then you just see his face like, what the fuck? Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> that, that's probably, that's one of my favorite reactions in the entire movie because it's so fucking funny. He's just like, wait a minute. Speaking of great reactions and throwing out a little movie trivia that a lot of people know, but maybe somebody doesn't. Rickman's amazing reaction when he's dropped, when they when oh, they I slip the watch this, yeah. and he drops, that is a legitimate reaction because director John McTiernan said, all right, we're going to drop you on three. One, two, drop. <laughs> and then Rickman fell like 60 feet or something against the blue screen that's awesome maybe it was 40 feet i don't know something like that but suffice to say he he wasn't expecting it and boy does it show that is such a great reaction shot at the end of the book it apparently it goes a very similar way he tapes the gun to the back of his back and shit and Mm -hmm. and he shoots he shoots hans and he tries to save his daughter but hans and his daughter both fall so they both die isn't that fucked up dark that sounds like fun i'm totally gonna read it i want to read the detective first but it's like 600 pages and nothing lasts forever is only like 250 i might just read a synopsis for the detective and fuck it <laughs> i like that I, I i like a good tight action story because that that's really what die hard is it's such a it's such a tight well-crafted action story like there's no fat on it there's no i can't think of a single scene in that movie that you would want to trim out no not really uh it starts slow but like they do that on purpose i know exactly why it kind of does it that, orient, little, it, that little build it, yeah it gives us a setting and it creates audience identification with the characters we we feel like we get to know these characters we start to care about them it's really perfectly done it's just it, it, it it's just so so dead on in so many ways 
But that actually brings me back to a little bit of another little bit of diehard lore. And I I don't know about the accuracy of this, but I remember growing up uh, hearing over and over again that they that like 10 days into filming, they ended up throwing out the script and had to rewrite the whole thing on the fly, which is why the movie was shot sequentially. And I don't know how true that is. I just I just know that that used to always float around as a rumor in the pre-IMDB days and the pre-Snopes uh, days. So can you comment on that at all? No, all I can say is that I have actually, I've heard that too. I don't know how true it is either, but that sounds fucking nuts. And for a movie to be that good, having that happen. That's the thing that makes me dubious is the fact that the movie is so good and so tight and so well written. I mean, I mean, the dialogue is perfect. The scenes are crafted well. Everything's set up. They're 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 set up and payoff. It, mm-hmm. It's too well crafted for me to just believe that. So it's like maybe maybe a couple scenes got rewritten and reshot or, or something. Or maybe they had to bring in a new writer to punch up the dialogue or, or or something like that. Or or maybe they fired the screenwriter and had another guy work based off of his work. I can't believe that they literally started from scratch ten days into filmmaking. When I was listening to that podcast about Robin Hood earlier today, they they said that Alan Rickman had a writer brought on to set for Robin Hood to spruce up his dialogue. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 writers and writing credit process is very convoluted in Hollywood. The the, the rules and the way they go about things are, are very, in many ways, counterintuitive. Which isn't to say that they're bad. It's just that they. It's not a process that immediately makes sense to someone on the outside. So I. So yeah, I, I'll I, get on I, the inside I really one don't, day. I really don't know how to take that. You know, you need to write something if you're ever going to get on the inside. <laughs> I write stuff all the time. It's all up here in the head. If it's not on a page somewhere, nope. it's not written. That's funny, actually, because we we just we watch New Girl, and there's a character on there that Rachel's like, you're like him, because he wants to be a writer, but it took him like four seasons to actually write anything. But he kept I talking want you to write. It. I'm I'm a, I'm kind of pissed off. I want you to write something. I'm you're my friend now, and I'm, <laughs> which is so weird to say considering we met through a Craigslist ad. But hey, like Craigslist like, isn't only good for getting you laid. Like you, it's not good for getting you laid at all now. Not anymore. Well, nah, that's funny because people still try really yeah (laughs) well i wouldn't know but anyway uh suffice to say now you're one of my best friends and i'm like severe i'm seriously invested i want to read something you've written but you've never fucking written anything (laughs) that i can read but i can you ever seen american ultra yes it's like that i just like talking about them and thinking about them (laughs) but no i want to write something it's like fuck it's sitting down to actually just do it is the fucking hardest thing and that is literally the only thing you have to do that's literally the that's the entirety of the job (laughs) i wrote for five minutes one doing it you know what you need you know what you should do this is what you should do you should get your you should get your phone out put on your clock app or whatever it is set it for two hours and then set it and and mute it put it you know like so it's not gonna so you're not gonna be disturbed you're not gonna get any phone calls and just set it down and write until that fucking alarm goes off and don't let yourself not write as long as that alarm hasn't got off is that what you do when you can't actually think of anything to write do you just like okay i'm just gonna spit out words yeah just just start (laughs) writing literally anything start right just just start writing this is fucking stupid I there is nothing dumber than sitting at a typewriter writing and just start writing something because as long as you're writing something you're engaging that part of your brain and that's how the inspiration comes that 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 is not the first time I've heard that actually I had an English teacher who's like you know you're, you're, he made us do writing prompts every morning in class yeah you should and he's like it doesn't matter what you write I don't give a shit if you write about what I'm telling you to write about just kind of write stuff yeah and he's like 15 minutes just go just write that's literally do. the best thing you can do if you want to be a writer is just start just writing write. anything 
That is one thing that it, when I actually do sit down, though, I can just I can just shit out whatever. Good, which is nice. That's nice to be able to do that. Here's the here's it's the never cra- good. Here, here's but. the here's the funny thing. Most people can. Oh, so I'm not special. No. Fuck. But you can be if you just fucking do it. So my mom lied. That's to me. literally the difference between special <laughs> people and not special people. Is the special people are the ones who discipline themselves to do it. My mom lied to me my whole life. She told me I was special. You can make her not a liar if you want. All you have to do is sit down and do it. As soon as you sit down and do it, you've joined the one percent. Creatively I'm rich? speaking. Oh, Creatively fuck. speaking. Get me all excited. Hey, remember back when Bruce Willis wasn't part of the one percent and he actually gave a shit about movies? We'll get back to the writing like thing die, later. Like Die Hard. He should make more movies like that he's going not to like die hard five. Oh, he, he, he's going to make a movie like die hard six. Are you ready? I'm ready to not watch it. I'm ready to be sad when I do watch it. That's part of what scares <laughs> me about glass. Cause unbreakable is one of my favorite movies. Split was fucking amazing. Okay. And now we've got glass coming up. And here's the thing. Bruce Willis could ruin this movie. No, I was thinking about that too. And I'm, I'm like, is Bruce Willis coming back around and not being such a dick about everything? Or is he going to, be a fucking asshole it is fully within his power to ruin this movie because samuel l jackson as much as uh as much as i i levy a lot of hate at the marvel movies samuel l jackson he's still he's still no slouch man he can still get up there and 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 wow me you know yeah and james mcavoy is killing it he's fucking great isn't he yeah he's so awesome and so bruce willis actually has his work cut out for him in this movie because he's got to stand up on screen with two two guys who are really good and uh and I know he has the capacity to. I just wonder if he's going to muster the balls to do it. You're going to be in the theater for that one too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am going to be in the theater yeah. for that one. And guess what? I'm walking out if it's a piece of shit. So another another thing that I I noticed, did was Bruce Willis the first one to do the duck face? Because he does it like 20 fucking times in this movie. <laughs> like every time he does anything remotely strenuous, he, anything at all, really, he does the duck face. I don't think it had quite gotten <laughs> a name yet. Bruce Willis duck face. <laughs> He does. You notice that. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do know what you're talking about, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> I've noticed that ever since the first time I ever watched it, and I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things that just will never die in my mind because... Would you say it dies hard? Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say that, too. Thanks for stealing my fucking joke. God! I only go for the highbrow stuff, never the low-hanging fruit. How low does your fruit hang? Getting older, you know? <laughs> it's lower every day. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Not the fruit, just the berries. So I do want to talk about the end of the movie. Okay. And the end of action movies in general. Now, by the end of the movie, you're talking about post... You're talking about the come down. You're talking about after Hans Gruber has already fallen. Well, he is... Okay, so he... I will will bring up... Or are you talking about the climax of the movie? Like half of the climax and then aftermath, kind of. Okay. So he shoots Hans, and I feel like he can see that Hans still has holly but he still he still takes the second to make his cowboy joke before he runs after her real quick i'm like you you know that he's pulling on her right and he's about to fall out the fucking window (laughs) but you're just like happy trails hans i so so you were nearing a point there um he he should have just shot him and ran after her to grab her and well keep in mind they are separated well Hey, they're they're together in the second movie, and then they're never together again. And even his daughter's like, my name's De Niro. Let's face it, that marriage was never going to last. Oh, fuck no. So the point that I want to make about action movies in general is that they always end on that. The cops and the ambulances are always there, and everybody just kind of rides off into the sunset, and we're all happy, and there's bouncy music. We never, we never hear like, 
about the excessive amount of paperwork, all the bullshit, <laughs> and all the PTSD that they have to fucking work through. The debriefing. Yeah. The... Hey, I just killed what? How many? How many people did did John McClane kill? Like, I how just... many people did John McClane save? That's the question you should be asking yourself this holiday season. Well, that's fine, but he. he... But no, realistically, yeah, he, he he's he's <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of therapy in his future, and it's never brought up in any of the other movies either. It's just like he's Justin Long's like, did you ever kill anybody before? He's like, yeah, not for a long time, and that's about the extent of it. <laughs> well, let's face it: once you've killed enough people, like it, there, there PTSD has to hit a point of diminishing returns, <laughs> right? Like there oh. has to be a point at which once you cross a certain threshold of mass murder, it has to des- you have to become desensitized to it. And he kills some of those some of those guys in like super brutal ways too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The icicle guy stands out in my mind. Icicle guy. Oh, right. That was from the second from one. From two, yeah. Yeah. My favorite thing in any Die Hard movie is when he fucking actually, like, literally throws a car at a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great scene. Because as stupid as that movie is, it's one of the better Die Hard movies. It is. It is. No, <laughs> it, it's definitely, um, it's tied with two for me. It's tied with two. Um, it, it, I, I, I will say um, it has a lot more going for it technically and performance wise than two does. And he's so mean in that movie. Like when he when he's when he's talking to when he's like, you know, shit talking the bad guy. He's like, I shoved a fucking truck up your girlfriend's ass. Well, the the what I was going to say is the advantage two has over four is it's got nostalgia on its side. Yep. It's been around for so much longer. And, and that's honestly, that's the only reason why I put four and two on the same level. Cause honestly, four is a better movie from a filmmaking standpoint. It's a better, it, it's better told. It's better acted. I will say skip the PG 13 version. If you oh, get yeah. the opportunity, cause if John McClane isn't saying fuck every second word, I, I, that's not the John McClane that I was raised with. Yeah. That the fucking yippee Kaye line is like in the PG 13 one is yippee Kaye mother. Like what the fuck? So I I, got, I gotta say yeah. that is by far my favorite Yippie Kaye motherfucker. Seriously, that one? Cause that is the most over the top version <laughs> possible. He shoots the bad guy through his own <laughs> fucking body, dude. It doesn't get more eighties action right. than that. Come That's on, true. even though it came out in two thousand. Like I know, but they were <laughs> clearly channeling the spirit of eighties action when they made that movie. Oh, Len Weisman is definitely a guy, even though he made the Underworld movies, which I don't like. I liked the first but. one. I I will still I will still uh, contend that the first one, despite many glaring uh, uh, issues, is a good movie and was a positive. <laughs> an ultimately positive moment in horror and action. I'll give you that. Kate Beckinsdale looks good in leather. Her weird, you know, like emo goth walk is, is pretty corny, but, but that's really the only problem with it is it takes itself a little more seriously than it should. You've seen monster squad, right? Of course. There are at least two actors in this movie from monster squad. The, the first guy on the plane who tells him to fucking make fists with his toes, he's the dad who the mummy is in his kid's closet. Oh, fuck, he, that's yeah. right. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> okay, who's the other one? Gail Wallace plays the mom of the, the main character kid, the leader of the Monster Squad. Who's Gail Wallace? She's the reporter. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Well played, sir. You're that's, paying closer attention than I was. That's my fun fact. God damn. I, th- I thought I would get you with the book thing, but nope, now I got I had to get you with something else. Nope, nope. But you, yeah, you you did get me in the end. I win. You usually come up with something like kind of kind of you know philosophical to say about whatever is happening, and we're just like fucking boobs and bad guys. And- <laughs> 
things go boom. Maybe I'm philosophied out at this point. I don't know. It's been a very roller coastery couple of weeks. I was going to say life sucks. So yeah, I get it. <laughs> no, no, not not bad. Not not all bad. It, it, highs and lows. Highs and lows. But fairly extreme highs and lows. If you were going to TV edit Yippie motherfucker, what would you do? Tell them to go fuck themselves. I'm not going to TV edit Yippie motherfucker. Because it it, it's, it happens. And they really need to stop doing that. They should just like bleep it out or something. Yeah, but, either bleep it out or don't fucking show it on television. <laughs> so my favorite. Or I, grow some balls and actually show something the way it was made on television. I can't remember if I made this up by myself or if I heard it on TV for real. But I always tell people, Yippie monkey father. Because... <laughs> I think I actually heard it one time. They called him. They called somebody a mother father, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was a Die Hard movie on like TBS or something. Well, I I think one of the best ones I saw was when it was it was Samuel L. Jackson, of course, and I can't remember if it was uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance or Pulp Fiction because I remember they did they did Pulp Fiction on network TV once. That's a one time. Don't do that. Yeah. They did it one time, and uh, and he, call, he 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 says Melon Farmer. <laughs> and it matches it matches the lips perfectly like you got to have fun with it if you're if you're made to do that <laughs> it matches the lips match perfectly and they got either samuel l jackson or a very convincing imitator to do it so it was pretty seamless if i was an actor and i had enough time i would do that stuff i would go into the adr booth and fucking record my own my own shitty voiceovers because <laughs> i'm weird that way i just want to know how they did the line I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't. They cut that Most part likely out. <laughs> they cut that whole scene. Yeah. That's a hard movie to fucking put on. Like, how, I don't even know how you could. Have you seen the, the short fucking wow. version? No. Or the fucking short version? I can't remember if it's the short fucking version or the fucking short version. But if you go on YouTube and you search Pulp Fiction Fuck, there's one called the short fucking version or the fucking short version and it's uh, it's literally just every instance of the word fuck in pulp fiction and it's seven minutes long because <laughs> clearly we're not a, we, we, we like to shy away from that word <laughs> and the cause... best part of it is 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 it's fuck 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 motherfucker fuck fuck and then and then and then the break of samuel jackson motherfucker motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy he makes me happy. He, he really does. does. He does. Even when he's doing snakes on a plane. That's one of those so bad it's good, though. Yeah, I, I own it. But he, I do know that he's they, they wanted to. That was like the working title. And he's like, I don't want to do the movie unless you call it snakes on a plane. <laughs> and that's what that's why I love Samuel L. Jackson. That was one. That was a very strange moment in film history. It was because um, it was basically like they asked the Internet what you want. <laughs> and we told them. We want Cobra Starship to do our theme song. And uh, and and the did the movie do financially well? I don't know. I have no fucking idea. I can't Probably remember. Not. I can't remember if it was a bomb, but I know it was not a critical success in any way possible. It was a sci-fi original that happened to get. It wasn't really that. It was you know, actually that's essentially the, the what it was. Theaters, yeah. basically, yeah. But then then they also did a bunch of asylum versions of it. There's snakes on a train. Snakes, yeah, that's yeah. true. The asylum did at least one knockoff. <laughs> I mean, fuck, snakes on a plane was an asylum movie for all intents and purposes. Yeah, with a with, with like. A, with like a real studio budget yeah. and, and a real actor one real actor as far as i know because i still haven't seen it i've never seen Snakes no on the plane. um uh you know who else was in it was um her name always escapes me but the gal from dumb and dumber and well excuse me she played mrs newsbaum in dumb and dumber and she played uh gloria in 
I believe it's her name's Gloria, just because that's my daughter's name, and I'm pretty sure they have the same name. She was in something about Mary. She played the neighbor lady, and she was in Nightmare on Elm Street. She played the teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street. She's been fucking everything. She's been working since like the 1950s or something like that. She was in The Conjuring. She played the psychic. In the oh, Conjuring. okay. Yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking about. And I think she starred in the third one or something like that. But Lynn Shay. Yeah, she's an older lady and a uh, good a- good actress too. Yeah. But um yeah, she was in um she was in Snakes on a Plane. She played uh, one of the flight attendants. Well, that's awesome. I need I, that's one of those that I need to get around to at some point. We're going to wrap it up, I think. So, so this be- I really wanted it to be special because it's our 25 25th episode and it's fucking Christmas, but it's okay. It is special because it was Die Hard and Die Hard is fucking Die Hard is special. Die Hard remains special. And even though we're still going to see another one, at least we still have this one. (laughs) I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if you tell me Die Hard 6 is good, I I will watch it, but I'm not holding my breath for that one. Unless some, unless I get, unless I get a reliable word on it, I don't think I'm going near it. Die Hard 5 hurt too much. I still haven't recovered. What are your final thoughts on the original Die Hard my final thoughts. What can I say about Die Hard that hasn't been said before? Probably nothing. nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. I can't say anything that hasn't been said a hundred times before. So I will I will just say that I have a deep, deep love for this movie. I think uh, most people do. Most rational human beings uh, uh, love Die Hard. There are people who love Lethal Weapon more than Die Hard, and that's okay. Uh, you can be wrong. I will support <laughs> your right to be wrong. But... Uh, uh, Die Hard is the definitive Christian uh, Christian Hail Christmas Satan. Hail Satan. Christmas action movie. Yes. I am not hailing Satan. That's what he thinks. Everybody. I will, however, uh, uh, hail John McClane. Amen to that. Now, what I what I want, I, w- I want to go out saying this. If instead of making Die Hard six, why don't we just take Bruce Willis and we reboot the whole fucking thing, but we stay a little bit more true to the uh, to the novel that it was based on, and he can play the lead again. Oh. I yeah. like that idea. That would be awesome. They're rebooting everything anyways. They might as well. Yeah, just start from scratch with it. I could get behind that. I would I would I would be there. Set it today. It wouldn't be as fun. No, it would be it would be a soulless <laughs> cash grab, but it might be an entertaining soulless cash oh, grab. Oh, I mean it won't be as fun because fucking well, I guess it is still Bruce Willis, but if they stick closer to the novel, it's gonna be not not a slog, but it's gonna be fucking dark and way less uh quippy. Yeah, we're not gonna laugh as much. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, you know, you know what I forgot to talk about and I, and the reason I forgot is because I was sure you were going to bring it up. Oh shit. Kevin Smith's diehard story. Oh yeah. 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 No, which I, of, I'm we're not sure, talking about that movie. I'm sure you're familiar with <laughs> but it. But yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. But, uh, uh I've, I've seen, uh, an evening with Kevin Smith evening harder. <laughs> it's an evening with Kevin Smith to evening, evening harder. harder. Right, right, right. I God have, damn. Get it right. I have call yourself too. a fanboy. I am kind of a fanboy. But Kevin Smith has that great <laughs> that great story about Bruce Willis coming to his aid on his rewrites. Yeah, that's so contrary to like later. Like I think Bruce Willis was just like, well, nobody's listening to this guy, so I'm just going to be a contrarian and just fuck with everybody and just because nobody wants to listen to Kevin Smith, so I'm just going to okay, I'm on his side. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he then went on to make a movie with Kevin Smith that and he treated him like shit. My understanding is, yeah, he just completely. Fucked that dog right in the ass. Which I don't hate that movie, but I can see. I haven't seen it after what after what after the stories Kevin Smith told about. It, I didn't really want to see it. Tracy Morgan and Sean William Scott are fucking so funny in that movie, so they're a good reason to watch it. I like Sean William Scott. He doesn't get enough work, and it, he got typecast as Stifler, which bumps me yeah, out. And he, Stifler's he's kinda, such a cunt. He's kind of done with acting, I think. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Not a, he doesn't do a whole lot anymore. But it's it is kind of funny to like pinpoint the parts where Bruce Willis like kind of starts caring for a second, but then he decides he doesn't want to anymore. <laughs> it just and it's it could be like one shot. You're just like, oh yeah, no, okay, <laughs> never mind. It's got to be a hard crash. <laughs> well, maybe that was the movie. Maybe it was. Maybe it was something happened between four and Cop Out. I mean, Jesus, the movie's called Cop Out. It was called a couple of dicks before that. Was it? Yeah. The two guys who wrote it. That was the first movie that Kevin Smith directed that he didn't write. I did not know yeah. that. Who's who's the fanboy now? I actually thought Kevin Smith wrote it. <laughs> no, no. That yeah, that was one of the weird things where so I don't know. We'll we'll probably Harvey Weinstein talked him into it. I don't think he wasn't working for Weinstein at the time. It's a it's a Fox movie, I think. Oh. Would have been nice to be able to blame something else on Weinstein. <laughs> nope, we could just blame it all on Bruce Willis. Huge, just a huge dick. We can blame it on twenty first century Bruce Willis. Twenty first century oh that makes me sad. Bruce Willis, come back to your former glory and stop making shitty movies. Stop being a dick or about just everything. stop making shitty movies. Just just stop. Well yeah. You're he's got the money to retire. Care about the acting part. <laughs> he sh- he should only be making movies he cares about at this point. He's got he's rich enough. Maybe he has tax issues. Yeah maybe. So yeah, other other than other than me like being kind of annoyed that they're going to keep this franchise going even though the last one didn't do so well. It could have been a could have been just a hiccup, but who the fuck knows. So I think a lot of it the part that doesn't depend on Bruce Willis giving a shit uh <laughs> is going to depend on who they get to direct it. Bring Kevin Smith back. I would be behind that 100%. Me too, but at the same time I'm like no, Kevin, nah, no. <laughs> I you know, I I'd give it a chance if Kevin Smith directed it. If Kevin Smith had a hand in writing it too. Do you think he'd want to write it though? Probably not. He he's, he he always says he doesn't like writing action scripts. <laughs> oh, really? And he doesn't really like directing action scenes. Hmm, I did not know. But that. that that was also years ago, so he's done a few other things these days. I still haven't seen his uh his Nanook of the North trilogy or whatever you were calling it. Oh, uh, true, true North, great North. I don't even remember now. Fuck. <laughs> but I, but I, I know what you mean. We'll, we'll get there because yeah. moose, moose jaws hasn't come out yet. So, all right, well, fuck we, but Hey everybody, we, we gave our final thoughts 15 minutes ago. Yeah. So I suppose right. we ought to wrap this shit up. Die Hard's great. If you haven't seen it, don't be fucking stupid. Go watch it. Just only watch the first four. That is absolutely fair. Yes. And watch the R-rated version of four. Unrated version. Unrated. Excuse unrated. me. Yes, unrated version. <laughs> Which has never been released on Blu-ray, by the way. What? There's no Blu-ray of it. We have two copies of the DVD, though. Yeah. I have I have <laughs> a copy on Blu-ray and I have a copy on DVD because I wanted the unrated version. I bought the DV I bought the Blu-ray thinking I was getting the unrated version. Nope, it's PG thirteen. Which is fine. It it's a fine <laughs> PG thirteen diehard, but it's like the that's dif- all it is though yeah it, it it's like the difference between a hand job and a blow job one will do one is kind of awesome <laughs> that's that's a good note to go out on so almost merry christmas everybody but before we go uh we'll be back next time with a christmas story to you know a little closer to christmas so we can yeah like january 10th it'll be before christmas <laughs> So suck it. <laughs> we'll see. But until then, everybody, Merry Christmas, Merry Early Christmas, and stay jawsome.
and a happy new year. <laughs>